Typical 5. Everyone says Michael Jackson now owns all the songs written by the Beatles, which is confusing. The question about whether or not your grade school popularity will transfer with you to high school is answered pretty quickly as you become an anonymous freshman face in the small Mexican town on the outskirts of Phoenix. The high school, mostly Mexican too, but white kids bust in from everywhere until the Mexicans are a minority again. Those Mexicans you get to know through your after-school job at the Fish and Chips, some of them even recognizing you from over the summer, especially those you began to favor with free food, including the security guard, a local you've cultivated. The saxophone that has lain dormant since the seventh grade reawakens in your first period band class. Marching season that fall, playing halftime at home and away games, riding the bus, hassled at work for needing Friday nights off, the busiest of the week, don't you know, but band is your entree into the world of upperclassmen who take a liking to you, like others in South Dakota and North Dakota and Montana did previously. And you don't try to analyze it, just say yes to hanging out with them at their houses late into the night drinking their parents' alcohol, or to the midnight showing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Some of the upperclassmen are in the drama club, too. Throwing toast and rice at the screen after your shift at the fish and chips has ended, then driving around until all hours of the night looking for alleged parties, sometimes in other school districts. Someone knows someone who is having a party, or not. Breaking into the resorts, ringing Camelback Mountain to use the pool if all else fails. That fall, you adopt wholeheartedly the fashions of Sonny Crockett, which gets you noticed in good and bad ways, but mostly good when it comes to girls and the blonde whose locker is on your row and who doesn't wear a bra, finally gives in to your badgering her for a date when you ask her to the ACDC concert, your colleague at the Fish and Chips, who spent the summer drawing in pencil the scene of the seven dwarves, all puffing from the same bong, offers to drive for a ticket to the concert. He'll even throw in a bottle of Southern Comfort, but he hits on the blonde all night, annoying the hell out of you. But it doesn't really matter because she's gone by the encore, falling in with some older friends she knows from you don't want to know where. But you have better luck with the junior, who's the section leader of the flutes, your first high school girlfriend. And she takes some guff for dating a freshman, but any who know you are okay with it. Same for whoever nominates you for homecoming prince. You feel like it's a lock. Everyone's saying it's going to be you, but then it's not and not even really close. A local kid whose friends apparently all voted for him wins, and you file that lesson away. All music must come with warning labels now if the lyrics are graphic. You watch, huddled around the television in the classroom as the Challenger explodes upon liftoff. There's an atomic meltdown at Chernobyl, a place you don't really know where that is. Campaign season and your friends suggest you run for sophomore class president. Make your mark for Jamie Clark on your signs and out of your mouth. And when the lopsided victory is yours, there's yet another lesson about which is coveted more, the beauty contest for homecoming prince or the academic honor of being class president, the difference between Ducky and Blaine.
even on the makeshift stage at Thomas Mall before it is demolished, strutting with the other teenage models, booked through the dubious agency you joined with your friend, the surfer who orders his clothes from the international mail catalog. The agency books you for a commercial for an Italian restaurant, says, bring your saxophone. You never know if the commercial runs. Never paid for anything. The only money exchanging hands is yours for headshots. Dressing up in various costumes against various backdrops, your vanity from the time the girl in the water park in South Dakota thought you were Corey Hart and other instances like that, and maybe even the lost homecoming prince election driving you to believe, but you tell no one, and your surfer friend is equally mum. You've been listening to Typical of the Times, Growing Up in the Culture of Spectacle by Jamie Clark, author of the memoir, Poor Man's Gatsby, 